Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone else, welcome back to the Tales of Hope podcast. I'm your host, Nick. If you don't know who I am, basically, I am a janitor. That's about all you need to know. I'm janitor here at Hope College. Graduated from here a couple years ago, but maybe one day I'll do an episode of my own. That remains to be seen. If you're listening to this, chances are you know how to find us. If you don't know how to find us, you can find us on all sorts of social media. We are on Facebook. Just search Tales of Hope Podcast. On Instagram and Twitter, it's the same handle, at Tales of Hope Pod, all lowercase. Do have a YouTube channel, it's Tales of Hope Podcast. Kind of, kind of starting to move away from that, but we'll see. Maybe I bring it back one day. Also, we're on Anchor, that is anchor.fm slash Tales of Hope, or go on the Anchor app or their website and search for Tales of Hope. You will find us there. Um, through them, you can find us, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts at, uh, let's see, oh, before I forget, the, um, Podcast of the Week and the Follower of the Week, so Podcast of the Week is one that started up mm, about a year ago, maybe, called Riggles Picks, if you guys know who... Rob Riggle is actor and comedian. It's him and comedian Sarah Tiana. It started out originally as kind of a sports podcast, but it has now become kind of an everything podcast with a lot of humor. So, if you like humor, if you like sports, if you like a little bit of everything, and if you know who Rob Riggle is, you like him, be sure to give them a listen. Follower of the week this week goes to a good friend of mine who... Hopefully we'll come on the show at some point. That is Hope College Junior Mackenzie Green. She follows us just about everywhere. She's been supporting us since day one. So, guys, if you're hearing this, thank you for the support. And now it's time to get to our guest. He is a Hope College graduate. He was a star football player here, although I don't think he's going to talk that much about himself. Um, he is a personal trainer now, and he's a family man. You might hear some noises in the background. He's got his kids with him today. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to have my friend Sean Jackson on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm okay. excited to be here. So, take us all the way back to when it first started for you. All right. So, um, I grew up. In Grand Rapids, um, always lived downtown Grand Rapids, but I went to a school called Comstock Park. If you don't know where that's at, it's uh, if you ever heard of the White Caps, it's near there. Um, so that's where I went to high school, middle school, all the way down. Um, so I guess if I, I want to take you back, uh, so again, I grew up in Grand Rapids, went to Comstock Park. Um, I played football, basketball, and track. Um, and I really enjoyed my time at high school. Um, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of good things, a lot of bad things. But the most important thing I would say is that I just learned to overcome, I guess, adversity at a young age. Um, um, so we're, we're getting right into it. Uh, so, 
he wanted me to talk about some of the things that made me the man I am today. So I would say that that first experience for me was when I was in high school. Um, some of you may know, some of you might not know. Uh, but so when I was in high school as a junior, um, I had a son. Um, so that was uh, not not uh, ideal obviously not an ideal situation um doing things that you're not supposed to do um <laughs> and things that you don't expect to happen it happened to me um so that was kind of the first big moment in my life um figuring out that um i was going to be a dad at a young age and i was faced with a big decision early on to decide if we wanted to, um, you know, give it up for adoption and go through all those choices. Um, and long story short, we ended up giving my son up for adoption, open adoption. Uh, and um, that was pretty much the first very hard thing that I ever faced in my life. Um, but it also taught me that, you know, everything is not always gonna be the perfect situation you're not going to always have things um, in your hands, you know, and that was the, one of the first times I really, you know, leaned on God to help get me through that and just prayed about it. And um, I think we made the right choice in giving my son up for adoption and he's in a good place now and I still get to see him and I know he's doing great. And um, so that, again, that was just one of the first things that's ever really difficult that I faced and that's definitely one of the biggest things that helped me become the man I am today. Um, so yeah. Wow. Um, I want to go back to kind of before high school leading up, but first, you know, you're kind of touching on the, you know, like you said, it wasn't a decision that ended up being a smart one, but it sounds like it ended up working out for everybody and yet so how was that trying to figure that out while still being in high school um well <laughs> it was like i said it was very difficult yeah. but luckily for me my parents were very supportive and understanding um they didn't actually agree with the decision um and my girlfriend at the time um was it, i mean we kind of went from her family's perspective my family's perspective and then obviously our both of our perspectives and um i we kind of came to the decision that we both clearly were not ready you know to be parents um and at that time i you know i, I still i wanted to go to college and you know do football and everything like that and she wanted to go to college and do um, whatever she wanted to do, whether it was cheerleading, but she wanted to go to, we both wanted to go to college and right. we, you know, we made that mistake and it necessarily, I mean, it turned out for, for the, for the best, um, right. you know, cause there's pe people out there that can't have kids and, you know, it, it just happened to work out to where, you know, he got with the family where, you know, they, they wanted to adopt and we got to meet them and it was it was really cool to be able to pick the family um, meet the family and just create that bond and again I'm, I'm still pretty close with even his parents now um, okay I uh, 
and I, again I, I I go see him and it's it, it just worked out. Um, but it was def- definitely not easy. It's still not easy. Right. Um, but again, you you have to make the best of the situation exactly. and, and and just go about it that way. And it definitely sounds like you have been. Um, yes, yes. I mean, it's like I said, it's hard, but at the no, end of the day, you know, you want to try to do what's the best for for everyone and and just arrive at the decision that exactly. way. Pray about it, sleep on it, and and just you gotta live with it. You yeah. Know? So, so yeah. So, I'm noticing as you're talking about it, kind of a theme has been prayer and praying on it. Has prayer been, or like your faith, has that been a part of your entire life? Um, I would not say it's been a part of my entire life. Um, okay. Growing up, we didn't really go to church except for, you know, occasionally on the holiday. Um, my grandparents uh, on my dad's side, they were, my, my grandma was really, really big in the church. Um, and um, she was definitely that, that foundation, I would say, for me. Um, seeing how strong she was, seeing how much she believed in God and um, just seeing how how many people she impacted um, in Saginaw with, I mean, my my uh, grandma, she's got, you know, 14 kids and, you know, everyone in Saginaw around there, you know, knows about, obviously, we have a big, they had a big family, but yeah. I mean, she's just caring, always trying to provide food for other people. Mm-hmm. She's got 14 kids, you know. Um, that just speaks volumes about who she was as a person, um, how much she cared about people, how much she wanted to live a godly life. Right. And that still sticks to me this day, um, the way she just wanted to help people. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's go back. You know, when, I guess... I can kind of assume knowing you, you got started with football at a very young age. Um, I actually got started with football in sixth grade. Okay. Um, my my family is actually a really big basketball family. Oh, um, my okay. my dad played basketball at Western. Um, one of my uncles played at Notre Dame. Um, a couple of my uh, aunts played in a couple of Division One schools. Okay. Uh, so my my, ba- my family background is really into basketball. I, I grew up, I love basketball. You know, I, I didn't really, I guess I liked football, but it wasn't my first passion. It was always basketball. Yeah. Um, and so I started off in sixth grade. I'll never forget my first year I played a uh, cornerback and receiver. I was about eight string. <laughs> Um, short, couldn't catch, <laughs> couldn't cover, would get in, barely play, um, and so that was my first year, my first experience in football, but it still was fun, because yeah. um, my uncle was on the team, he was a little bit older, okay. so I got to see him, um, you know, do really, really good, and mm-hmm. I wanted to be just like him, and uh, so that's my, the next year, seventh grade, is when I switched to running back. Um, and then from there, that's where I started to see more success, and I felt more comfortable, and I uh, wanted. I mean, I started to like football more. Yeah. Um, and even then, so like all, all the way, so in uh, middle school, I, I played travel basketball all the way up until high school. Um, but again, football was like I was becoming more of my passion. Right. Um, and then once I got to high school, my freshman year, when I started. Uh, lifting weights. One of my high school coaches owned a gym, um, the Powerhouse Gym over in Grand Rapids, uh, okay. and 
I guess I, that's when I really just fell in love with um, training and football more because I prepared for football more yep. and I was I guess I had more success in football um so so yeah okay that was that was the start of my wow. football journey <laughs> um what outside of sports did you like outside of sports outside of school what else did you do um honestly sports were I mean it, sports were my life honestly I I I, outside of sports, I would say I would play video games. When I played mm -hmm. video games, it was mostly sports. Right. It was NFL Madden, 2K. Mm -hmm. um, occasionally, I'd play some shooting games and yeah. stuff like that. But it was mostly sports. I just, I don't know. I just always, I, I, I just love sports. And I still still do to this day. Yeah. Um, and I um, I guess I just love to ask the 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 ability to train for something and you know you take that time to prepare and then you get to go out on the field and compete and life is a competition at the end of the day you know whether it's competing to be better than someone else or if it's competing to be better than you were yesterday right um, life is always just how can you how can you be better how can you do things better how can you be more efficient and that's what I grow like that's what I you know just over time appreciated and yeah. um light so okay yeah so now let's go to high school what what kind of a student were you sean <laughs> high school <laughs> um so it's funny that you say that um i was i was a good student um okay. my freshman year um <laughs> so my freshman year so I guess we got to throw. I got to throw my my before we get all started. So I, I, I was a really good uh, student as far as grade wise. I had a um, three three six GPA. Um, okay. I but I, again it all relates back to sports. I knew that if I was gonna be able to um, if I was gonna play sports, I knew I had to be eligible, and I knew if I wanted to pursue college, I had to have a good GPA. Right. So my mindset was I gotta do pretty good so I can get to college mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> so every my philosophy was to do my I would take my homework from first hour I take the second hour if I had homework I do it in the second hour and I would try just try to get everything done so I didn't have homework at the end of the day so I could just do what I wanted okay. obviously it didn't work out like that all the time yeah but, um, but that's how it happened um, but so yeah I was a pretty good student okay. um, and then high school, I guess, uh, I guess I might as well get it out the way. Um, so my freshman year, um, I want to say right before football, um, I was, uh, I got, exp I experimented, um, hanging out with some friends, uh, hanging out with some older people, and uh, I ended up getting an um, MIP, which was not ideal, and no. which to me, obviously, was terrible because I, I knew I could I wasn't gonna be able I wasn't gonna be able to play football right. for a while um and that was another experience that definitely shaped uh, I guess that I should have mentioned that one before before <laughs> the other one but this one was actually before um I got my son pregnant or my <laughs> my girlfriend pregnant uh, this was actually the first one that really hit me because uh, I was a freshman hanging out with old people you know experimenting with alcohol and I hadn't even I felt like I hadn't even I barely drank anything and I was around around 
know people that obviously had more than I did, and right. you know we went bowling, and and all of a sudden we're getting ready to leave, and someone wants to go sliding down the bowling and bowling alley, and of course you know, and it, and it didn't end well, and um, right. and I just felt like I was, I felt like I obviously I, I, I shouldn't have been doing that, but I felt like I was in the wrong place at the wrong time, um, and you know it cost me, you know half of my season and. And, you know, some embarrassment of people, you know, looking at me a certain way. And, right. Um, and, again, I was, you know, I, I know people that in my, in my high school that did more, much more things than I did and um, and nothing ever happened. And right. I, was, I, w- I would always go back to think, like, you know, why, why did all this have to happen to me? You know, I, I do maybe once or twice and they do it every weekend, you know what I yeah. mean? Why does this have to happen to me? Um, but at the end of the day, I, I just think, you know, everything happens for a reason. And exactly. at the end of the day, I'm glad it happened because I think that helped me be able to resist the temptation to do those things later, you know, as I got older. Yeah. Um, and be able to just say no and control and not give up to that peer pressure. So, um, again, I think it, it it all happened for a reason. So, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I'm just sitting here thinking, as you're saying that, like, how you were originally thinking, like, you do it once or twice, you get busted, other guys do it all the time, nothing ever happens. Exactly. And it's just, you know, yeah, like you said, everything happens for a reason. God wanted you to go through the experience of getting busted for it. So that way you could develop that work ethic of, okay, this is going to screw me up if I continue to do it. Exactly. So. I, I, I think it was right. That right, you right. Hit 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 the nail on the head. <laughs> you know, I think I yeah. I got that experience early, and it it helped me be able to develop that ability to say, you know, I, I'm not gonna do that. And again, I had people in my even my friend group that would literally go do it every weekend. I'm like, ah, you know, right. it's just not for me. I don't. It's not worth it. You know. Yeah. And so yeah. Okay. So now you said you also did basketball and track during high school yep um so i did basketball and track um basketball i played point guard Mm -hmm. um and track i did the four by one um four by two hundred meter and i tried hurdles once (laughs) which was an experience Uh, that's that's one of the hardest the 300 meter hurdles i don't care what anybody says is one of the hardest things i've ever done whether it's lifting, anything, you gotta sprint, jump, and somehow manage to maintain a high pace. And it wasn't obviously to my, um, I, it wasn't, it was not suited to me being, you know, five six trying to jump over high hurdles and then right. go finish the race. So uh, that was that was that was fun. It was always it was always fun. But I I really just did track to just stay in shape for, for right. football honestly um and obviously if i got a little bit faster it's not going to help to be faster um but i think playing playing those different sports gave me a bunch of different experiences exactly um, yeah and different coaching styles um you know different things that i can look look back on today and be like you know i learned that you know in track yeah. or i learned what not to do in track or what not to do in football what not to do in the weight room exactly. what not to do you know so there's good things bad things as there is always you know that yeah. you, you learn you live and learn 
there's always some good there's always some bad just gotta filter it and figure out how you can use it to you know benefit the next person so yeah oh yeah okay so i guess now we'll go on to college outside of hope what other did you look at any other schools um so i actually originally i went i started off at fair state okay um i went there my so right after i graduated um i planned to walk on and be a preferred walk on there Mm -hmm. um and i got there that first semester and i didn't even i didn't even play football i didn't go out for the team i was kind of just going i was just going to school um (laughs) and uh i actually went to ferris because i was following my Mm ex-girlfriend another dumb choice in my (laughs) life Uh, (laughs) so i went there following a girl uh, but I, I did. I, I looked at a couple other schools. Uh, I visited uh, here. I w- visited Hope. I visited uh, Alma, okay. Albion. Um, I visited Sa- Saginaw Valley. <laughs> I hear my kids back here. Um, I visited Saginaw Valley, uh, Ferris. Uh, visited Grand Valley, um, but none of them uh, gave me a scholarship. So I just ended up you know i was like all right i'm just gonna go to ferris because a lot of my friends went there yeah my girlfriend wanted to go there at the time and i'm like i'll go here and then maybe just walk on and i I planned to walk on and i didn't even walk on that first semester and uh that was actually one of my worst years as a student as a as as, that was my one of my worst um gpa wise going to class wise um and i just again made a lot of dumb choices because i think i was i I was at that point where sports were my life you know from middle school and on right and then i got there and i i didn't know what to do myself and it's Mm -hmm. not like in high school you know some people some some parents are very strict and they don't let their kids do anything rightfully so these days but you know my parents trusted me and i could pretty much do whatever i wanted um because I mean they knew I was going to make good choices yeah. for the most part um, and so again it's not like I was one of those kids that was sheltered and then got to Fair State and then like oh I'm going to go wild go party right. go crazy like no I, that wasn't me because I again I had that freedom if I wanted to do that in high school I really could have but I, I just chose not to especially yeah. after getting busted you know as a freshman Right. Um, but I got there and I just I was I didn't know what to do with myself I had so much extra time um, I would I would, you know, not go to class, not study, um, and just made a lot of bad choices. And um, so that, that first semester was horrible, and I got to my second semester, and then I uh, walked, walked on to the uh, football team, mm-hmm. um, and I was going to spring ball, going to classes, everything was going good. And then um, I was just like, I woke up one day, I'm like, well, not one day, but it was brewing over time. I'm like, you know, I, I, I was playing a cornerback at Ferris. Okay. And I really wanted to switch to offense. And, you know, and that mm-hmm. kept telling me, like, I'll wait till after spring ball. I'll wait till after spring ball. And I, in my head, I'm thinking, like, why would I wait till after spring ball? I know if I don't get to show what I can do now, it's never going to happen. You know, right. That's just a, that's kind of just, they're trying to, they're basically saying no, you know. Um, so I'm like, I, I I woke up the next day, called my mom, and I was like, I need to I need to leave. 
I need to leave. I need to transfer. <laughs> and, and I'm not one to give up uh, usually. Um, and it wasn't like I was giving up, but I just knew that it wasn't going to be a fit for me because I right. don't play corner. And, you know, I think especially at the college level, Division Two, Division One, um, you know, coaches bring in guys and they want they want they want those dudes that they brought in and they, they're paying money to. Now they want those dudes to pay out. Yeah. Um, I think it's an ego thing. But at the end of the day, they didn't think I was ready. I, I disagreed. And um, so I, I left that day when I called my mom. She came, picked me up. I packed up my stuff. I left. Um, Stopped going to school, everything. I, wow. My plan was to um, go to community college, which I did because I knew I had to make up those credits. Yep. So I went to GRCC. Um, and then uh, I ended up randomly getting a call from Hope College, <laughs> former coach, Coach Krebs. And uh, he hit me on the right day. And, and that was that's how I ended up here at Hope. Okay. So. so I guess what differences can you see from your time at Ferris and your time here? Um, Football-wise, school-wise, or just everything? Everything. Um, <laughs> well, the, fir- the first immediate thing I noticed was, uh, so at Ferris, I felt like it was a 8-to-1 dude-to-girl ratio, and then when I got to Hope, it was, <laughs> the complete, exact opposite. It was the complete opposite. So I noticed there was more girls at Hope. That was the first thing that hit me. Um, and then, uh, I guess obviously hope is, uh, smaller, mm-hmm. which I appreciated the community feeling, um, the people here, are, um, very nice and giving. That was one thing I definitely noticed, not saying that they weren't at Ferris, but I felt like it was more so here. I was more welcomed here. Yeah. Um, and I, I just fit in, uh, better here at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Um, and I, I've always been the person to like being an underdog i guess yeah um so i felt like um at least football wise you know i came in i think they were maybe three and six or something like that when when i came in the year before and i'm like you know i I feel like i can you know help improve that you know um so that was another thing i noticed um and then the academics um was definitely um I would say it was it was a little bit harder here. Um, obviously, the classes are more rigorous, I think. Yeah. Um, but I would say also the professors here really um, they really cared about you. You know, even in the big lecture halls, I'll never forget. Like uh, I had Brummels, uh, yep. I had uh, Stein, Sleda, um, Lee Sears. Um, all these professors, most of them are still here now. I'm not that old, but uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, all these professors, uh, they just, they just, I can see that they cared about you, genuine, and they were just genuine and wanted you to, to do better. You right. know, Coach Schmidt, um, and I, as a student, I definitely could have studied more. You know, I could have tried harder. Right. But, you know, I, I, I did what I had to do to, to get the grades, which is not always the best route to go. Um, so I wish I would have applied myself more school in school, mm-hmm. but um, I was an average student. Um, but again, I, I really, I really appreciated, um, you know, the the way that the professors um, just would be willing to help you out um, and take that extra step to 
help you success, succeed and be successful at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that sets hope apart from some schools is they have um, faculty that really care about the students and that speaks volumes, you know, about the school. Um, that's how you, I mean, that's, I'm assuming that's why we have a wait list, you know? So. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, it's sounded like you went down the kinesiology path exercise science yes sir and so that came from you know your time spent training when you were younger and that love that you kind of talked about earlier yeah yep i uh, i growing up i knew i mean my first plan was that you know everybody when they're little they want to be an nba star nfl star you right. know my plan was to you know i wanted to be a professional athlete um and obviously that didn't work out but i i knew even after i was done being a professional athlete i knew that i wanted to be around sports i knew that i wanted to work with kids mm-hmm. and athletes in, in um some setting whether it be coaching training or both and right. and currently you know i get to do have the privilege of doing both right now i get the coach here i hope you know i coach running backs and i also get to, to run my own performance training business which um i'm working on growing and learning more about being a business owner um and i i really think the stuff that i learned here i hope you know um helps set the foundation um for me as a trainer um but again i wish i would apply myself more because i feel like i could have got obviously more out of my education here right. um but i still the classes that i really enjoyed were, were my upper level king classes um yep. you know like metabolism and, the, and the, the the more hands-on um studies and stuff like that i feel like I, I learned a lot more and i was more engaged and i i really got to you know just learn more and more stuff that i can apply right um exactly so so yeah um nice and then uh i guess as far as training goes and um kinesiology mm-hmm. i've definitely learned a lot um after i got done um with hope um i got my i ended up getting my master's online in business okay. um but um i definitely learned more by going to training seminars and um, things that I had to really invest my own money and time yeah. to go spend with a coach or spend with a group of trainers um, or spend at a facility. And I felt like that really um, just helped me learn and helped me be able to, bam, take that information, keep it, and now I use that in my training now. And right. how um, I think there there's, a, there's stuff out there that, um, a lot of people don't know about, but I think there's things that it's like you don't know what you don't know, and right. I think there's people that um, have you know certain egos, especially when it comes to training. You know, a lot of people think they know everything. I'm one of those people that you know I, I do think I know some stuff, but I know there's way more stuff out there that I don't know, and I'm willing to learn from anyone or look at anyone's point of view. You know, and I'll talk to anyone about training and right. if they have something that you know they think i should be doing you know i'm gonna listen and say ah you know maybe i should be doing that or right. i'll listen and say yeah maybe i should not be doing that yeah you know? and um so yeah nice okay so all right now we're gonna move we'll move on from college talk about kind of immediately after you got out what were some of the first things you did right out of college um so 
right after I got out of college. Um, immediately, well, so again, after I immediately after I got done with Hope, mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I said, I'm not ready to pay back my student loan. <laughs> that was my I first remember those things. <laughs> that was my first thought. So, you know, then I'm like, yeah, let me let me get more in debt. Let me go get my master's. That was the first thing I did after I got done with Hope. Okay. Um, so I did that. And then immediately after I finished my master's, um, I I was working. I was, part, I was doing training part-time. Mm-hmm. And then after I finished my MBA, um, I started uh, – what did I do immediately? So immediately – uh, that's when I went and got my LLC for my business to make it official. Um, so I filed for my LLC, um, and then um, I just started. I started training uh, more. Um, I got into uh, Tri County. Um, I started working with their athletic teams. Um, mm-hmm. Their athletes up there, middle school, high school, um, and then I got another high school so then i started working with reed city um and then i started working with grant and then um i started working with some of the kids from my old high school okay um so i was really just training you know being i guess being more mobile with my training mm-hmm. um so i had my llc but i was still being more mobile and then um a little bit after that i start i um got into a facility out here in holland i was with a uh, peer performance i was you know, running my um, Jackson Lee training, I was running my business out of there. Yep. Um, and then I transitioned from there, um, worked there for a little over a year. Um, and then I transitioned to, and I just partnered with uh, Devin Schaefers, who's an yep. assistant baseball coach here at Hope. And now I'm running Jackson Lee training out of baseball concepts and... Okay yeah so that's that's kind of where i'm at now and just looking to help grow my business uh my speed and agility performance training and you know my long-term goal is to i I really would love to get a facility out here in holland like there needs to be an indoor facility it blows my mind that there's only one indoor facility here in holland which is soccer stop um and obviously that that's not good because we live in michigan and there's snow you know (laughs) three four months so it's three four months you know kids can't really play uh football they can't play lacrosse they can't do those things that they that we can do in the spring so i think they're um that's my long-term goal is to own my own larger training facility with the full turf for indoor turf Mm kind of like the legacy center out in brighton um and i think i want to bring that over here to west michigan so that's my long-term goal Uh, so yeah nice so yeah talk a little bit about your jackson elite training because i know that got kind of started through the foot doctor yeah yeah so um Jackson Lee Training is obviously just my business name, mm-hmm. um, and the Foot Doctor Sports is just a, a group of social media trainers across the country. Um, obviously, some of them are strength and conditioning coaches, some of them are just speed and agility trainers, um, but it's a basically a wide group of uh, 
diverse trainers and i kind of look at that as kind of like a mastermind for me mm-hmm. um it's an educational resource that i like to use um they have different seminars and um it really opened my mind up to a different way of training um especially like i think about me growing up as an athlete i was a running back and i was more so a running back that was uh more agile and wanted to make people miss yeah and um i think there's a misconception out there that people you can't train to do that you know you people think uh i need to just be a power back or i just need to yeah. i'm gonna run him over or i he, he's just got it like he's just got that he can just make people miss like yeah that's true some people do have that natural ability but it comes through um natural play kids learning to make people miss when they're younger doing tag and things like that um that's not a obviously that's not um anything new but i think people miss the fact that you can train that even more and help athletes become better through learning how to slow things down break a movement down and then you take that movement at 20% 20% take it at 40% take it at 60% all the way up to 80% and if you think about in a game you're not there's rare times that you actually go full speed right from the get-go right and a lot of kids and a lot of trainers I think they just always want to train full goal full speed full speed all the time and um, that's not necessarily how the f- that's the foot doctor really opened my mind and made me think about okay maybe there's a better way to do this right and get better results and help people move better help people become better athletes um and be more intentional about your training um and then another another thing is with uh resistance training so it really blew my mind when i went down to florida working with some of the top athletes in the country Mm -hmm. high school athletes in the country and uh seeing the facilities that they had and then um seeing they brought in a guy um called his name was uh sage he's a founder of muscular systematics okay um muscular systematics to me is but ba- when i first saw it i thought it was just oh, it's just isometrics you know mm-hmm. and if any strength coach knows what isometrics is and i think isometrics are underutilized but um using muscular systematics uh it really it blew my mind because they took these athletes and put them through this workout with zero weights and they were dying you know and and i'm thinking like these are some of the strongest dudes. These dudes are squatting, you right. know, four or five hundred pounds, power cleaning, mm-hmm. 250, 350, like strong dudes. And yet, when we put them through these, they put them through these exercises with their own body weight, and they were dying. And I'm like, how is this possible? And then I did it for myself, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this is this is different. So, uh, I think, again, there's stuff out there. And I think sometimes we overcomplicate training. We overcomplicate things to where it almost—it's almost detrimental to the athlete. Yeah. You know. Um, so my my goal is to again just continue to grow my business, and I just want to spread awareness. Like there's different ways to go about training. You know. Right. Um, so yeah. Nice. And so you just found them through social media or was there a um, seminar that you went to? Um, well, the, the um, owner of Foot Doctor messaged me um, and 
I guess just was like, like they were looking for more trainers to expand okay. the their vision. Mm-hmm. You know, their vision was to unify, you know, uh, movement trainers across across the country. Yeah. Um, and that's, so that's kind of how, how it happened. And then I went to my first, I went to the first seminar, like I said, in uh, Florida, yeah. and um, yeah. learned more about it. And and then got introduced to the muscular systematics. And I think um, that that just it really opened my eyes. So, no, yeah. So yeah. Wow. Okay. So let's. Uh, <laughs> we need to take a sec here. Okay. Um, take a step away from all the sports and all the athletics and let's talk about the family. When, uh, Vanessa is your wife, right? Yes. Yep. When did you two meet? So we met my freshman year here at Hope. Okay. Um, <laughs> we met at one of the f- infamous Hope College basement parties with <laughs> slimy walls. Um,. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we, we <laughs> met at one of the, one of the whole college basement parties uh, during uh, I think it was yeah it was during football season. I went out for the first time, just hanging out with some friends, um, and someone told me that uh, Vanessa about Vanessa, and uh, so I went there with the sole purpose of meeting her, <laughs> <laughs> and that happened. And, uh, so I got lucky. Uh, um, we hung out and. Uh, the rest was history, you know. We had All ups right. and downs, but we met her at, at Hope College, and I'm grateful for that. Um, she's definitely keeps me in line. <laughs> <laughs> um, she makes me, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not always the most organized, right? So she helps me with that and makes me be more organized. Yeah, holds me accountable, <laughs> um, and it, I really appreciate her. And uh, she's obviously. Um, a very good wife. She's a very good mom, um, and I'm I'm blessed to have her by my side. Um, and I I think that uh, I, I I just I someday I want to be able to get to the point where she doesn't have to work because I know how stressful it is uh, being a she's a first grade teacher. Okay. Um, and it happens to work out where you know I I can train in the morning before she goes to work, mm-hmm. and I train after she gets out of work so we don't get to see each other a lot right now right um but um i just want to get to that point where i can have her not work and uh so she doesn't have to go to school and be with kids all day and then come home and now she's with kids all day <laughs> again so i know she's she needs a break so i try to give her breaks as much as i can but uh it's i know i know she's I know it's a little rough because uh, kids are kids are kids you know they're they're, they're 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 fun, but a lot of work. <laughs> so, so yeah. Speaking of kids, talking about talking about the two you've got with you today. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I got my son Jameson, who is six months, and then I got my beautiful daughter, Jada, who is how old are you, Jada? Five. Yep, she's five. <laughs> she's a, a kindergartner at uh, Pine Creek West Idaho School here in Highland. Um, and yeah, so I, I gotta love my kids, and I just wanna, you know, be the best dad I can be to them. And um, I'm I'm lucky to have, you know, I really appreciate um, the coaching staff at Hope College. You know, Coach Sturzma is definitely a family guy, mm-hmm. and um, I've learned a lot from him. Um, and I really appreciate his 
his his passion not only for football but his passion for for people as a whole like he wants he wants people to be great um as far as a, a, he wants us he wants me to be a great father he wants me to be a, be a great husband um he wants me to be a great friend obviously a great coach but he 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 really holds you accountable and right. i appreciate that about him and he's an understanding and uh that was a completely other subject, but uh, <laughs> I really appreciate Coach Thurs. Um, no, yeah. So, yeah. And I know, uh, kind of talking off how you were saying he wants you to be great, I remember there's one conversation I had with him for a leadership class. I had to interview him, and I had said something about how, you know, in the future after graduate, I could be, you know, just a manager because I was going into management. And he stopped me right there. He's like, stop right there. He's like, you are never just anything. Exactly. That's it. And he, he, he will definitely stop you right in your tracks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and and he, that, that's one perspective from him that I really, I really like I said, I, I really appreciate, you know. Right. If you, you can be just a janitor or you can be the best janitor that there is. You can be the best um, whatever it is. You can just make a coffee or you can be the best person that's making coffee right. and make the most out of it you know you can impact you got like if you think about it you can Im- impact so many people's lives without even really knowing it you know uh, whether it's like say i go get my coffee jameson <laughs> 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 uh, he, he agrees over there but, um, say say i go get my coffee and uh i'm having a bad day and this uh person making my coffee just lights my day up makes my turns my whole day around right you know, you're impacting people you don't even know it exactly um so so yeah i think you can you're not just anything you, exactly you, you want to be the best whatever that thing or that whatever career field you decide you want to be the best and make it the most uh make the most out of it exactly so i guess as we start wrapping up i'm gonna have you do three things for me the first, I don't want you to give me like a Webster's Dictionary definition, but what is your definition of hope? Hope. Um, my definition of hope. My definition of hope is um, basically seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and knowing that there's more possibility, endless possibilities out there if you just keep on the path yeah that's my definition of hope okay and i know you're not super far removed from being a freshman here at hope but what would you write to actually we could even go back to your freshman self at ferris what would you write a letter to them what would you say i would say um to just take it day by day and don't overlook any any moment you have whether it's um just hanging out with your friends going out to eat um and just try to do do as much as you can get involved um with different organizations and make your make the most of your career as a student because that four years like when you when you're a freshman, it's gonna be like, oh, I, I want to be done. I, yeah. I think about high school, like I'm thinking like, oh, I just want to get to college. And when I got to college, I'm thinking like, oh, I just want to be done with college. And then when you get done, you're like, oh, what 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 now? Right. You know. So you want? I would say if 
I would write to myself, appreciate every moment, try to exp- try to spend as much time with people, um, and just experience different things in life, and and not. Um, and of course, there you gotta take time to play video games with your friends and have fun. But <laughs> right. just get out there and experience, talk to people, um, and just experience life. Because at the end of the day, like even being like I'm, I'm pretty, um, I guess not shy, but uh, what do you? Get? Um, I'm not the most outgoing person, but right. you know, I, I talk to people. I love talking to people. Um, but I'm not. I probably. I'm probably not gonna be one that starts the conversation. But I'll, I'll sit and talk to anyone about anything. Um, and I think um, just being able to have those conversations with people, even. Though, all right, we're back after that. Sorry about the loud noise. I'm gonna have to make sure to cut that out. Um, anyways, as you were saying. So yeah, I was saying just uh, appreciate the moment, the little moments with your friends, um, and don't let that four years go by regretting that you didn't do something. Whether it's joining an organization, um, going out for a sport, doing intramural sports. That's another big thing. I think you should. Everyone should experience rec sports. Yes. Uh, that's that's life. I I, I love <laughs> rec basketball. You know, I had lots of fun here at Hope um, doing intramurals um, and I think intramurals should be like everybody should do intramurals even when they're 60 like exactly. intramural sports can be a great way to bring people together uh, you know get to meet people and um, again like like I said my long term vision I think that'll that, that, get that indoor facility intramurals is definitely going to be a part of that so, so yeah like you were saying you know even when you're 60, I pulled you out of retirement for my last year of fight football. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come out of retirement, you know, get some. Ready to grunk. Ready to grunk, baby. Yeah. Oh, no. And the last thing before we wrap this up is everything you've been through so far. I want you to rate your life on a scale of one to five. One being, this is nothing that I thought it would be when I was younger. Five being, it's everything that I thought it would be. Um, I would rate my life about a three, honestly. Um, there's been some stuff that's gone exactly the way I wanted to, and then obviously there's been some stuff that has not gone the way I wanted to, and at this point in my life, you know, I'm 27, and I'm not exactly where I wanted to be at 27, um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, growing up, I wanted to... Um, I, I got to do a lot of things, but I also got to, uh, I was also fortunate enough to have friends that, um, have families that took care of me and looked out for me. Um, and I got to experience things that I probably would not have if I was just, uh, with my own family. Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, I would, like I said, I'd rate, I'd rate myself a five and, uh, or uh, sorry, <laughs> a three, a three, um, some good things, some, some things that aren't going the way. Um, I plan them to, um, right. but again, I think that's part of part of the plan, and I think God always has, you know, your best in mind. You just gotta keep pushing through and trying to figure out a way to navigate this this uh, crazy thing we call life. So, amen to that. Yeah. Well, Sean, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. I know you've been busy recently, but no, it was a lot of fun. Definitely. An experience for me because that was a lot of stuff that I didn't know about you. Yeah. But, so, guys, actually, before I kind of wrap this up, is there a way if they want to learn more about Jackson Elite and everything, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah. So, if you want to learn more about what I do, you can visit my website, um, JacksonElitetraining.com. You can find me on Instagram at 
Jackson Elite Training. Um, and then also on Facebook at Jackson Elite Training to so Facebook.com slash Jackson Elite Training. I'm on Twitter as well, which I don't use as often, but I do tweet once occasionally. Um, but, but that is uh, Jet, J E T underscore uh, performance. So performance. <laughs> that's bad. I should know that. But yeah, Jet underscore performance. Um, so yeah, I'd love for you guys to go check me out. Follow me on Instagram at Jackson Lee Training, and I would love to you know connect with whoever and maybe you know if you need personal training, come visit. Um, and again, if you know, I am looking for sponsors. You know, trying to get the uh, new gym uh, going more. So if you know any sponsors that are willing to be a sponsor for Jackson Lee Training, feel free to you know contact me, shoot me an email. Sean at Jackson Lee Training. So, uh, there we yeah. go. Awesome. Well, you guys know where you can find us on social media. Facebook, you just search for Tales of Hope Podcast. You'll find us. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, that is at Tales of Hope Pod. Again, all lowercase, no underscores, no nothing. It's all one word. YouTube, you can search for us on there at Tales of Hope Podcast. And anchor.fm slash tales of hope or to search for tales of hope on the anchor website or the anchor app also i forgot to say at the beginning you can email the show with questions comments reviews if you want to come on the show if you have a suggestion of someone you think i should bring on the show that is stories of hope pod at gmail.com again that is stories of hope pod at gmail.com and as we always say at the end of this you can be a personal trainer trying to grow his own business. You can be a collegiate janitor. You can be anywhere in between or something totally different. doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter where you come from. You have a tale to tell. You deserve to tell your tale. And here at Tales of Hope Podcast, that is exactly what we aim to do. And I will talk to you all next time. <laughs>